0: Hello, hello, hello. These are your hosts, Ateet and Tappan, and this is Cold Brew Money. We are talking about money because your friends and family won't. Hi, Ateet. How are you doing?
1: Good, good. How are you?
0: I am good. So, did you get a chance to watch Scam
1: 1992? I did. I am halfway through it, um, and not bad. Yeah, So bad.
0: found it interesting. Did you have any knowledge about the scam and before you started watching?
1: Um, Not really, I knew about Harshad Mehta and I didn't know about the uh, details of the scam or what, uh, you know, like how it happened and who were involved. But uh, yeah, this definitely, I'm learning a lot, uh, definitely Mm. how the Indian system was. I don't know how accurate they are portraying it to be. But uh, it's definitely one of the better um, stock market movies in India shows yeah. yeah shows or movies are you know yeah
0: no that's fair and do you know i i don't yeah you're halfway through so that guy you know the short team like the team that the bear team i think that's yeah, what yeah, they're yeah. called so you know the characters within like yeah, the yeah, bear yeah. team. yeah did
1: you, oh yeah, yeah i google them yeah yeah, yeah crazy, crazy guys right yeah i okay. found out
0: yeah. after like that guy uh was the owner he became the owner of Dmart and then yeah. rakesh Junjunala and all those all billionaires people. Yeah, all billionaires. No. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Continue watching; like it gets interesting. I, 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 would want to know your perspective after the show ends, like about at least Harshad Mehta and what do you think about him? Mm. Because in my head, always like, whenever we talk, my mom used she follows mm. finance, right? So she right. talks about whenever the Harshad Mehta was brought up. Like in my head, it was like always he's a con man, scammer, fraud. But the show changed my perspective a bit let's let's discuss once you're done i think
1: yeah no no for sure I, I think they are trying to set him up to be like you know one of the scapegoat or something like the it, it, it was systems fault not really his i'm mm-hmm. sure like it will be something along those lines because the you know like right now anti-hero is is popular anywhere fair fair
0: yeah cool yeah let's discuss once you're done Uh, But let's start today's episode, which is uh, basically a question uh, that I had and I wanted to know about after we finished, I think it was the 11th episode, right? The intrinsic valuation and DCF and all that. So after that, yeah, there there were some key metrics and line items that we discussed and I wanted to know more about those um, uh, metrics and line items and like how do we use them in our uh, valuation and like how do you study them as well so we'll continue that discussion today but before we start as always if you like cold brew money hit the subscribe button you can follow us on youtube as well give us a five star rating on apple podcast it helps us a lot cool moving on uh, let's start today's episode of so my questions were around like what we discussed that um, during the intrinsic valuation episode like what is pepb what are eps and then intrinsic value, interest rates and stuff like that so i just wanted to know more about uh, those uh, metrics and like how do you use them so
1: yeah start <laughs> <laughs> i mean i am not no expert in this but for, uh, from what i understand i'll try to uh, see so so like for relative valuation, right? Uh, you know what relative valuation is, right? You're trying to compare. Uh, you're not looking at the cash flows and uh, like trying to estimate what the future growth rate of this company is going to be, or uh, you know like creating a model like a, a discounted cash flow model or anything like that. Relative valuation is relatively simple, where you are comparing one asset against all the other assets Mm -hmm. um, and checking if that particular asset is uh, undervalued or overvalued, right? So Mm -hmm. like uh, finding uh, a rent apartment for rent in an area, right? That is how uh, how you'll go about it, right? You'll you'll try to find like different buildings in that area in that zip code, uh, and then you'll check what the actual rent is, and then you'll find an estimate of what an average rent of that area is, and then you'll try to compare your favorite shortlisted apartments to that average rent in that area, right? Yeah. And then you'll you'll uh, determine okay, this this particular apartment is you know, fits all my needs and is also relatively cheaper uh, given the area, right? Right. So uh, relative valuation is something like that, which involves like PE, uh, PB, and PS, right? So let's talk about what PE, PB, PS is. Yep. Um, and you would see this PE is the one of the more popular ones. Uh, you would see that on like basically any uh, research analyst report that you pick up uh they they'll talk about PE. or if you read about any article also online they will they will try to argue based on pe and give an estimate of the you know if the if the company is undervalued or overvalued so pe is basically price divided by earnings right Mm. so price is the stock price and earnings is earnings per share earnings profit per share right like how much profit a company is making in a mm-hmm. whole year, that is EPS per share, right? So PE is equal to uh, basically price per earnings. Um, and there are three types of PE actually, uh, that is current PE, trailing PE, and forward PE. Okay, so okay. the current PE is, is basically current price divided by uh the last year's uh earnings mm-hmm. per share, right? Mm-hmm. Um Trailing PE is current price divided by last four quarters earnings. Okay. So, quarters earnings usually, you know, is different than the last year's earnings because quarters is more recent, right? Like, you just add last four quarters rather than adding like a whole year. Um,
0: Got it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And forward PE is basically uh how much earnings the company is expected to generate next year right next year. yeah so you take the last year's earnings you increase it by the growth rate that you think the company will company's profit will increase by and then you use that earnings per share in okay. your PE calculation right so mm-hmm. for example like the current uh, price of uh, pe of tcs is 31.5 Okay. Uh, the trailing is in the last four quarters, uh, each last four quarter earnings for TCS is basically 21.63, 21.45, 18.68, 19.92, right? Mm -hmm. If you add them up, it's 81.68 and the price uh, as of uh, 13th November, when we are recording this is 26.45, okay? So to get to PE, trailing PE, we'll do 26.45 divided by 81.68. That's 32.38, right? So that's a PE of TCS.
0: But like what's a good PE value?
1: What is a good uh, PE, right? That's a great question. Um, You try to now that you have your apartment listed and you know what your price of that apartment rent is, right? Now you try to compare what is the average rent in that area right mm-hmm. and there are different ways how you could uh, look at that area also right you could look at the city average rent you could look at the zip code average rent you could look at in that particular community like that five block uh, area radius right how narrow do you want to be it's up to you but uh, if we had to look at from like the citywide perspective right like what is the whole city or general area um which will be equivalent to like whole nifty uh, like which comprises of 50 companies what is the average pe of that uh, and historically from like 2006 to 2020 the average has been around 21.53 so the P average pe of nifty is 21.53 um and the current uh, the trailing pe of tcs is
0: 32.38 mm. right?
1: so it means that tcs is overvalued compared to the market
0: Ah, okay and then like so when you are looking for a stock right if you want planning to buy something so should you always look for a stock that is below the average pe ratio right
1: yes so high pe would mean that it is overvalued like in general because it'll take a long time for it to you know, basically earn you that money. I remember like from Harsha, I think it was like the fourth episode or something. They discussed like, uh, there were two companies, right, that he was not invested in initially, like the Polo Steel and um, some other, one more company, right. And both of their PE, I remember one of the characters talking that the PE is like 40, 50, uh, you know, like, and like, according to Harsha, the PE doesn't matter. There is like. You know high pe will give you more returns in fact but if you look at historically uh, historically and you look at all the numbers high PE would tend to you know it it, it just doesn't move anywhere price wise because the fundamentals will catch up to that price right the 40 has to go down to its average like 20 uh, and to do that either the price will fall all the or the earnings, the earnings will go will up
0: will increase Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking at Tesla right
1: now. It's a thousand PE. Is right. that correct? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so Tesla PE is thousand because uh, the price has gone like bonkers and uh, it had shown some profit in the last year I think. So that is why it has some PE. If it was negative it was not earning any profit for a long period of time, right? It didn't have PE. So at least that's better than not having PE. Thousand. Mm. Right. It has some profit because if the earnings are negative. Then you cannot calculate PE, right? It'll be like a negative uh, if you do price divide by earnings, and the earnings is negative. It'll be negative PE, which doesn't make any sense. So you need to at least have um, some earnings to calculate PE. That is one of the limitations of these numbers, uh, these relative valuation. That you have to do some assumption if the company is not making any earnings.
0: Mm-hmm okay so average so average you said is uh, for nifty 50 is around 20. Uh, pcs is at 32 and then so if it's more then it's overvalued it should always be around the average or below then it's undervalued so you can go in and buy it but there is a catch for PE ratio if you're valuing the company be just based on PE.
1: yeah like like we said right uh, there's a catch uh in terms of um the If the if the company doesn't have earnings, negative earnings, then you can't calculate. There's also like risk uh, growth and cash flows, are all of those are ignored. Uh, and you don't really know how your company, like Nifty 50, right? We just said, okay, like the average market is, uh, the average PE is around 21. But what g- went into that Nifty 50, right? What companies are in that? TCS might be like a high growth software company, right? And whereas you're comparing it to the market, which includes software, sure. But it also has steel utilities and all of that also. So you're basically trying to what you're doing is you're looking at uh, when you're if we go back to that uh, analogy of looking at from a rent perspective you are comparing a real estate you're comp- uh, sorry uh, you're comparing house prices you're comparing commercial real estate and uh, residential real estate and finding an average value to mm-hmm. look for an one bedroom apartment that you want to move into right so you're not truly comparing assets uh in the same zone like you're not doing apples to apples comparison got it okay so to do that uh you do one more level of filtration where you do uh you find the average multiple uh pe multiple of software companies where tcs mm. if you think tcs is a software company you try to find all the, the pe of um that particular sector and then try to compare if the company that you're looking for is higher than the sector or lower than the sector got it cool and then in that also there is a catch like will you compare the small cap also or do you, will you uh, include all of that like will if tcs is a large cap will you compare tcs with only large cap uh, average pe companies or will you compare the whole sector which includes small mid micro large everything right so,
0: so
1: a lot of caveats a lot of caveats yes got it and when you cool. look at those reports right no one will tell you like they they will they will not tell you how they get, got to that market pe or um sector PE or how are they why are they saying that it is undervalued right compared to like what other company or what other market like why are they saying that right they, they'll just give you the okay like the average or sector of software is supposed to be like 30 and dcs is 32 so it is slightly overvalued but how did they get to that 30 of software what companies goes went into that they it's very difficult to they they'll just put a you know asterisk or something um and then you'll have to dig into the footnotes to find how they did the calculation so yeah this is not just pe but it's uh, also pb which is price to book and ps which is price to sales right um so like let's do you want to talk about uh p- yeah
0: yeah let's talk because i keep seeing this p pbps everywhere and not know what it means so now i know PE. what does it mean it's like price to earning so and you said pb is price to book so what does book mean like
1: right so uh if we had to take a step back like we need this right like p divided by e we need that because we need to do some sort of uh, we need to standardize the uh values across companies right because uh, Tesla is selling for I don't know $400 and uh, Apple is selling for $100 and Facebook is selling for $200 right so it's all over the place uh, stock price and the market cap is even you know widely different right Uh, so you in order to do like if you want to compare Apple and Facebook you need some standard metric and PE does that it does price divide by earnings right for all of them, it, it brings down to a standard scale. Mm. So That is why we need PE, PB, PS. We need to divide, uh, you know, price, scale it by earnings. So, yes, let's talk about PB. Yep. Which is stock price divided by book value.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So book value is basically a, a net worth of the company. Okay. Like how much it is worth, right? If you had to sell everything of the mm-hmm company, how much will you be getting, right? If you uh, liquidate all their land, if you liquidate their property, uh, equipment, and uh, all clear out all the inventory, what will be their actually cash? What will they get, right? Okay. And price is the, the current price that it is selling for. And then right. you divide that price by the book value, right? Mm-hmm. So if uh, let's say uh, Tesla, right? I, what is the stock price of the Tesla right now? Four hundred and eight point. Uh, okay, four hundred. Right. So, uh, if the book value, like if they liquidated all the Giga factories and sell out all the remaining uh, few remaining Tesla that <laughs> that's left in the uh, warehouse, if the and you uh, you get a per share value, right? Because we we need like uh, you either do like the whole market cap. Uh or you do price per share right earnings per share so you'll find book value per share okay so book value per share after selling all of that is like you know uh, 800 Mm -hmm. then you do 400 divide by 800 right and then you'll get like 0.5 right that is the uh, price to uh, book so what's a good pb right what is a good pb now, if you see, uh, what it means is like if you sell everything and you owned one share of Tesla, you would get $800, right? Mm-hmm. Because the book value per share is 800 Yeah. and uh, Tesla right now is selling for 400 mm-hmm. That means that it is selling half of what you would get if everything was liquidated in Tesla, which is a no-brainer trade, right? If you sell everything, you're getting more than what your the current uh, market is selling it, uh, what it is selling for in the market i didn't get it okay so um like if if you sell everything uh, you got 800 from tesla you, right. book value per share you got that right yeah okay and uh, the price is 400 per share oh okay so 400. If you say if if like uh, Elon Musk decides to move on to some another crazy adventure and like I'll sell everything in Tesla, uh, the shareholders will get 800. Um, oh, this is an oversimplification. There are lots of uh, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. things involved when a company goes into liquidation, but let's assume for you know sake of the argument that. Yeah, like he will return every after selling everything, he'll he'll get a huge amount of money, he'll divide it by the number of outstanding shares and then return all the money to the shareholders, mm-hmm. right? So you'll get 800 if he decides to sell it and you actually pay, if you go out and pay for it right now, you'll get 400, you're getting it for 400, right? So it's a good deal. It's a good deal. That's like you're paying half of what you would get if they had to, worst case scenario where they have to sell everything, you're still getting uh you're double the money right you're paying 400 you're getting 800.
0: okay so what's the average uh, pb ratio
1: for right. the? so the average pb ratio right now is very high you won't get any companies for less than one right very difficult to find companies with less than one uh, because if it is less than one basically that means uh you're paying less than what you would get when Get you- yeah makes right.
0: sense
1: right So you will not find it. Like it'll be two, three, four. For Tesla, it might be even crazy. (laughs) Tesla is 22. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, (laughs) um, and you'll find this low PE for like, you know, very slow growing industries, maybe utilities with very high capital intensive businesses, right? So those have been out of favor uh, in the recent you know, this bull run basically at, from 2008, uh, companies with low P, PB is supposed to do good, right? Because if you're getting a company for less than one ka PB, means you're paying less than what it, the liquidation value. But, Got it. but uh, it is selling for less PB because there's something wrong with the company. There's no growth or the assets that is on the balance sheet, the net worth, right? Net worth comprises of all the assets that the company has. Mm-hmm. The valuation of those assets is tricky right it is done by accountants and there's all sorts of things that they can do to boost up the the net worth of the company to mm. for reporting sakes so uh i don't really like that metric as much as you know P. i would uh, it, i i think it's uh, at least for the companies that i'm interested in right now it doesn't really apply but uh you should have you know like if you can find a good company at a less than one ka pb then it's a no-brainer deal like if you can find apple for less than pb uh, of one just go for it right because you know apple is if you think the company is great like if and that you would be able to find something like this when there's a huge correction a huge correction in the market right 50 percent wala correction then you'll find good companies at uh, low less than one pb cool
0: then let's move to the last one
1: ps okay yes uh price to sales so mm-hmm. price uh, price to sales is price divided by the revenue that the company is generating uh, and revenue per share again since we are comparing everything per share metric so just an interesting note in 2010 uh tesla's outstanding shares it's called shares it's the same right uh 250 i think we, these are in millions so 250 million right now in 2020 it is thousand right so they've they've raised a lot of money by selling their company right they're they're diluting their shares they're mm. increasing the number of shares uh, so that they can raise money so the which is which is a very you know it's not it's a red flag it's not a good sign like if a company has to keep raising money that means it's not self-sustainable and um you know all of that like it's something is wrong with the company so you need in fact if you look at like um, apple or walmart mm-hmm. uh, the outstanding shares has gone down right so the company is buying back their own shares the, the shares are going down in fact so it, uh, you know in 2000 let me check apple let's
0: see yeah I'm on apple it was 2011 it was
1: 25800 and right now it's at 17000 yeah so they ate up a lot of their shares right which is good because they have so much cash we don't know what to do with this money let's just buy our own company
0: ah okay
1: well, so, so going back to P S, right so the uh, the outstanding shares for tesla is thousand and the revenue is 24 uh, billion right so twenty four thousand million. Hmm. which if you do 24 billion divide by thousand number of shares you will get 24 uh dollars per share revenue Mm. and what's the average what is a good um and no 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 wait that is revenue per share now you want ps right you need uh so divided by the price of yeah so the price is 400 divide by 24 right so that is what uh 13.58 13 Yeah, 13. So PS is 13. It's selling, it is selling 13 times its revenue. So if it doesn't do anything, it'll it'll take 13 years to recover whatever the market cap is right now for Tesla. But so yes, PS of uh, Tesla is around 13, right? What is a good PS? A good PS, I think, uh, is is again very 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 in this market condition it is very difficult to find a low ps companies the, the tesla is definitely on the higher end but so people use ps if they don't if the earnings are negative right if the earnings are negative you can't calculate pe that is why they'll use resort to ps hmm. because yeah. revenue to negative yeah <laughs> if it is negative then yeah you shouldn't be trading in the, in the public market so they will use ps to do justification where right now you can use p like p of 1000 for tesla is crazy but PS of 13 is not too bad like it's it's uh it is definitely on the higher end and i don't like to invest in any companies with more than 10 ps even Mm -hmm. if it is high growth high growth companies will uh, tend to have higher ps Uh, because
0: they're growing that fast so they will be able to make up
1: right right Whereas Walmart, Johnson & Johnson, if you look at those, they will be at a lower… Uh, Apple is 7. Apple is 7. It is still a growth company, but uh, not, not really a high-growth company as high-growth as Tesla, but it still has uh, some growth left in it. If you look Johnson & Johnson and all, right, those are like traditional uh, slow-growing companies. 4.8, it, right? So, it is lower than… The, it, it is basically one-third of what Tesla's is. so. So if a PB ratio
0: is like 1 or like less than, can it be less than
1: 1? PS? PS, yeah. Yes. So uh, for Boeing, it went uh, after the Corona crisis, it went down to uh, like, it went down dramatically and it was less than 1 at one point, whereas that means like, I remember like I think it was uh, the revenue of Boeing was around 50 billion and Mm -hmm. it was selling for less than 50 billion right so in one year it'll recover like the market cap is less than what it would generate in sales in one year that that would mean uh, it'll be less than one.
0: Oh, so it it can recover in a less than a year by just selling their products yeah to what its stock price is right now
1: correct yeah
0: so that's a good buy
1: that's a good buy um but uh, it is selling for so less because they, they, this was uh, like you are comparing last year's, right? You're looking in the rear view mirror. And uh, rear view mirror may have to but what you You don't know. Is, is there a cliff that you're driving on? You're seeing road in the rear view mirror. Ke, okay, mm. there has been road for miles, but you don't know if the cliff is coming. Aage. Mm. So that is why, uh, again, that is one of the limitations. You're looking at historical values, which is, you know, there is some assumption built into everything that you do with whichever model, even in entrance intrinsic. That's line. a
0: very diplomatic answer. I think mm-hmm. I'm not getting good answers from you. So, <laughs> okay. I, I think that was, uh, that has helped me understand at least like what I should be looking at. So PE is like price to earnings, uh, PB is price to book PS is price to sales. And then you should always be comparing it to the average and if it's higher you need to understand why is it higher if it's lower you need to understand why is it lower and you can use these matrix to like basically value the company that you're planning to buy
1: yeah <laughs> um but did, did did it solve the question that you had like the will you be able to like if yeah like now i
0: can at least look at so every time I discussed this um, or else I went to stock row, these numbers would always come up and I knew they were important, but I did not know what they were doing or what they right. were showing. Right. So now at least I know something and like, and I think the answer always is <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, you can like at least try to understand what it means and then use your own judgment to, you know, buy it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, you should know, like, uh, no one knows the future, but at least looking at these, you can do some intelligent risk-taking.
0: Cool. So I think that was it for this episode. If you liked our discussion, if you think we got something wrong, or if you want to add to the discussion, you can reach out to us on Instagram or Twitter. It's Money, Or you can email us directly at coldbrewmoney.com. Coldbrew.money at gmail.com. We are available on all streaming platforms, including GeoSavin. So if you like our episodes, just go there, review us, uh, subscribe, share it with your friends. But for now, these are your hosts, Atita and Tappan, and this is Coldbrew Money.
1: Bye.